1: Okay. Welcome to POV You're My Therapist. Let me do that again. Hi guys. Welcome to POV You're My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. I'm so sorry about it. Um so this week uh has been a week. It's been a week. I think I, I I went through a little learning curve, to be honest, and I feel like you guys really are going through my life and, like, my healing journey with me because <laughs> things that I start, like, complaining about the week before or, like, I touch upon the week before, I go through them in the week and, like, I come to a resolution and I, like, kind of come to, and I'm like, here's what I learned, um, which, you know, I think is a good thing. Um, Cause I, I don't, I want to be transparent. I don't want to f- put on this, this bravado of like something that I'm not and that I'm this all-knowing person. Cause I'm not, I'm still fucking learning and I'm still making mistakes. And I think that's something that's very obvious. Um, so I, I really like that aspect of it. But first and foremost, I did want to welcome Everybody who's new here, um, hi! Thank you for listening. Um, the podcast has been doing really well, and I'm so excited. I'm so ex- I love that you guys are like fucking enjoying this because <laughs> sometimes I listen back to it, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, girl, people are listening to you. Like they're they're enjoying it. They're they're spending time in their day um, listening to you. But um, last week I talked about how I wanted to step away from talking about men. And you know, I don't ever really think I can stop ever talking about men cuz they're such a big part of life and like finding relationships is such a big part of life. But I think like shifting my focus, like I I feel like now I'm entering a space where I'm more willing to shift my focus onto other things. And I was talking to one of my friends and and she said this and like I was not able to like shake it. Because I called her and I I felt I felt kind of guilty because there was so much good stuff happening and like there was just so much good stuff happening like and I was so happy and I was so excited about it but I felt like I was not over the moon as I should have been and that was because like my mind was stuck on something else my mind was stuck on a man I couldn't enjoy this moment Um, because I was stuck on a guy and then later on another milestone happened and I was over the guy, but I was stuck on some other factor of stress in my life that, you know, kind of sucked the joy out of what should have been a happy moment. And I started really like feeling a little annoyed about that and a little guilty. And I started like asking myself, like, is it just me? Like, am I the only person like, is it me? Like, is this a fault in my personality? Like, I'm sure there are other people that feel this, but like, is this actually like, is this normal? Like, am I being ungrateful? Cause like, it got to the point where I started to wonder if I was being ungrateful. So, cause I recognize like, these are good things. These are happy moments. And yet like, I'm not feeling the joy I expected to feel. And there's like a whole conversation about fulfillment and like, you know, things that like actually bring you full fulfillment that like feel fill you up that's a whole conversation you could have but that's not really what I'm going to touch upon right now because I don't think it has anything to do with that like I am I like material goods but I've never thought of myself to be a materialistic person and like you know people can be like oh you have all this stuff um you have an audience you have this what more could you want people always like that's a train of thought like that's like what more could you want and it's like it's not really about what more could I want it's really about how do I like feel happy with what I have you know like I don't know maybe that those two things are too similar they're kind of similar in a way but anyways but yeah so I started like wondering if I was being ungrateful if all this stuff and I talked to my friend and basically she was like um she touched upon it before. She was like, there's so much good stuff happening. And this was like weeks ago when like, I was still caught up on that guy and I hadn't really decided to shift my focus to something else. Um, and she was like, I feel like you're so caught up on this one thing you can't have that everything else just seems so little. And, and I was like, yeah, that's true. And, but like her, her tone kind of shifted a week later when I was still feeling the same way. It just, it wasn't, a guy that I was hung up over. It was just something else. Like it had something to do with my own personal life. And, and then her tone shifted and she was like, well, I actually think that's fair for you to not be able to feel the amount of joy because there are so many stress factors in life. So what I've reduced it to is that it's actually really hard to feel happy. Um, it is. And I think, like, being happy and being joyful and choosing joy is one of the hardest fucking things that we can do for ourselves. And right now, I'm really feeling it. Like, I'm really feeling it. Like, it's hard. it's been hard to be happy, like, these last couple weeks. And, like, every morning, like, I have to decide to make the choice. And, like, the things that were bringing me joy, like, are no longer bringing me joy. And I'm like, fuck, I have to, like, switch it up. I have to do something. I have to, like, train as my mind and my body and my emotions change, I have to shift myself so that I can experience life in a way that I'm choosing my battles and I'm choosing like my emotions that I feel. Um, because you know, yeah, like seasonal depression is a thing. And I, I was doing really good at like warding that off, but you know, she came and she knit my ass and she's like, fuck you, bitch, go down. But still, like, I can't really let that, like, affect me like that. Like, I have to grab the reins and, like, make a shift. And I feel, like, low-key, like, very much entering a period of shifting because I, like, we're on this journey together. Like, you've seen a good, a, a good portion of my journey out of the year and a couple months. Like, you've seen a good bit of that. Um, so, you know, like shifting away from allowing like my romantic relationships to really have a good amount of say in my daily emotions. Um, I want to really tap into like that dark feminine energy, like low key, low key, because I see you bitches walking around and you have so much power, in your fucking hands, and I know I have that power, too, but, like, and I know other people see it, and I see it just a little bit, but I want, like, when I think about this, I literally think about, like, a wizard with, like, a fucking ball of light and, like, a ball of, like, dark purple light in his hand or her hand or whoever, and she's like, fuck you, like, that's literally what I think of, and I I love that, like, I love that energy, and I don't, I think there's a lot of that energy that is based in, like, reflection and, like, thinking about who you are and always knowing who you are and, like, and, like, it's not an afterthought of, oh, I don't like that. Like, that's not something that I'm into. Like you don't let yourself down in that way. And I feel a lot of the times like with my specific personality, I let a lot slide. And it's after the fact that I like stand up for myself or like, I put people in their place when really it should have been during that time. Like, and I think that a big part of it is that I'm a fucking dit. Like, (laughs) I'm a ditzy bitch. And I'm always happy. And I always take people as they are in the moment. And it's only afterwards I'm like, you fucking bitch, did you just insult me? And like sometimes I catch on early on, but not all the time. But um but yeah, that's really something that I wanna tap into. And like just like that sureness, that absolute sureness. And like it's like I was watching um a video of Ray J and his unbreakable glasses and the interview he did with Speedy Norman and Speedy was like you're telling me I can't break your glasses. And Ray J was like, these glasses are unbreakable. And like, they went back and forth about this for a hot second. And the amount of confidence that Ray J, like this blind confidence that this man had in himself up until the moment where Speedy broke the glasses and Ray J, what did he say? I think he said, fuck you. And he kept going. He was like, moving on. I was like, girl i need that kind of blind confidence i need for like if i have literal lipstick smudged across my face and i walk into the room and people are looking at me crazy and somebody's like you have lipstick smudged across your face in a bitchy way i would be like thank you that's my look do you like it it's very moogler of me Mm -hmm. like that is what i need to have like that's the kind of confidence that i wish upon myself and every woman watching this fucking video okay Men, you already have the confidence of existing. Good, good for you. Like, please. But, um, but yeah, so returning to like feeling grateful and having gratitude and all these things, um, I realized that like, I actually think it's quite fair to when the stressors of life are a lot, it actually is quite hard to feel joy about the good things happening in your life. And I think you have to take time. And I know for me, like I have to take time and take a moment and celebrate the good that I've done and like actually make it matter. Because if I don't make it matter, then it's, it's gonna all feel like nothing. And it's like, if I'm not happy, if I'm not excited, if I don't take the space and the time to feel joy about this thing right now, what about the bigger things? I'm gonna take all of that for granted. So, I'm really, like, I'm really, like, setting aside time to, like, to experience these wins and to feel happy and not just have it be, like, a little Instagram post. Like, holy shit, we hit 10,000 downloads. I need to go and, like, get myself a cake or, like, not a cake or a cake. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of gave up on this diet, child. I'm still at the gym, but this diet is dead. Please. I can't do it. The only thing getting me through this moment is carbs, honey. Okay? And I don't even like carbs. So what is really going on? But anyways, i like, I'll go get myself some fucking balloons. Like we hit 10,000 downloads. That's crazy. That's a lot. It takes a lot of podcast years to get to that. And here I am two months in and I'm no different than these people. I just did my thing and I started talking and y'all liked it. So I'm real grateful for it. But, um, but yeah, like those are things that I really need to step into and be happy and like take the moment to feel happiness about it because like yo life will trample you life will be an avalanche and shit on you and not even meaning to like it's just like shit is constantly happening you try to find a moment of peace and like life is going on all around you and it intersects with yours like it's like boom like it's like a million car wrecks happening at once like that's what life is and you try to find a side lane to pull off to and have a moment of peace and quiet. So I think like I have to do that. And I, and I, so that when, when the bigger things start happening, I start to feel more grateful and that I feel absolute gratitude about it. And like, and I am like, so it's funny. Cause like, I don't know how your mind works, but my mind, like I have like these little train of thoughts, right? Obviously. But like a little train of thought I've been having a lot is like, you know, I felt a lot of disappointment this year. Not gonna lie, she had a rough year. Babes had a rough year, right? Um, I really dived in to being a writer and and writing my book and like this great work that I wrote, right? And it was like everything I loved and I still love it and it's a lot. And I wrote it and upon completion was met with absolute disappointment And I was thinking about it the other day, because I will always be a writer. I love writing. I have stories lined up in my head to write. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, maybe, like, my brain started wanting to tell me that, like, let go of that dream. Like, let go of it. You know, leave it alone. And then I had this other train of thought that was like, Actually, no. I think you haven't been dreaming big enough. There are so many people who writing a book is just a thing they did. Really. Kendall and Kylie wrote a book. Really? Mm, wrote a book. Um, Tabitha has a cookbook on TikTok. All these people who they get to a point and it's like a book comes naturally. And they're so excited about it and it's and it's just a tiny little a tiny little blip in their career and i thought about that the other day and i was like maybe i'm not dreaming big enough i don't think i'm dreaming big enough everything that i thought i thought like i don't, like thinking back to it now like it's kind of crazy but like my brain and sometimes like works very limited Like I, I get wrapped up in this idea and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I need to get here. And my brain doesn't really think about what's past here. My brain doesn't think about the fact that this is just a tiny portion of the timeline. And my brain really for the last year was not thinking past the book. I was just thinking about the book. And then I was like, well, obviously I'll write another book. But like I was limiting myself so much. And now I'm like, bitch like doing this podcast like it really started off as a way to vent and like talk about boys that I was like heartbroken over and because I thought my I felt like my friends were gonna get tired of me because it's all I could talk about I couldn't get rid of that hurt (laughs) I couldn't shake the pain of men um so I started this podcast so I could shake it and and it's just turned into so much more than that And like seeing what everybody's saying and like the people who are relating, I'm like, this is a lot more than just me at this point. Like it's not just I. Like it's a bit of us. Like this is a lot. It's a lot going on. So I think like sometimes like limiting yourself and, and being so focused on one thing, it fucking limits you. It limits you. And you're so shocked. You're so shocked when something else falls into your lap and you start realizing, holy shit, my initial dream was so tiny. She was so tiny. Like, obviously, like, I want my book to be, like, life-changing. You know? like, I want it to be, like, Great Gatsby, you know, like, Daisy and, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> really? I forgot the name of the main character in Great Gatsby. Ma'am. Um, Like, Daisy and Jay and all that. And, like, obviously he wanted to be life-changing, but, like, there's that fucking guy who, girl, he was a Marine, and then he was an astronaut, and then what else did he do? Like, he was a top mathematician. Like, that's, like, four lifetimes in one. Like, I'm really starting to realize that, like, we can have multiple lifetimes in our lifetime. Like, that these limitations we put on ourselves are strictly limitations that we put on ourselves. Nobody else told us that. We told ourselves that. Or we just needed to see a different point of view. Like, I've been saying something recently because I'm just like, no, it's true. It's actually fucking true. When people ask me something, or like, and I give them an answer, or like, I disagree with them, like, not in a catty way. Oh my God, don't even get on me. But like, not in a catty way, like, I'm not listening to you, your opinion doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, like, if I say something and somebody's like, I disagree with that, I'm like, well, it's my reality. It's my reality. If somebody tells me I can't do something, why not? It's my reality. This is my reality. And right now, in my reality, this makes sense. And if it doesn't, I'll do a shift of perspective and we'll reevaluate. But like, I've really been loving to say that because the truth is, it is my reality. I think about where I was emotionally a couple years ago and like babes, vibes, never saw this, never saw myself really living this long. To be quite frank, if we're finna be honest here, I, <laughs> I was a troubled child, right? <laughs> I was a troubled child. And I feel like every year I was like kind of surprised to get there. Um, and that went up until, I want to say until, 23 was a very bad birthday for me. But that went up until 23 and then 24 Ew, I cannot believe I can count these numbers. I'm not old. It just feels, I don't know. We're not even gonna go there. But 24 really felt like, I was like, all right, somebody has to start changing. And then 25, I was like, bitch, gas to the pedal. But I was really more so thinking about like my body. And that's been a slow, that's been slow as hell. Um, You know, I'll still be feeling and looking like the Pillsbury very Doughboy with a BBL. I ain't even finna lie. I be feeling like, um, the Michelin man got a little, she went to, the Michelin man went to go see Dr. Miami. (laughs) That's how I feel sometimes, but you know, whatever. Um, but 25 and 26, I really, I just turned 26. What am I talking about? Why did I think I was 27 for two seconds? But no, 25, I really started focusing on my mind and like, and it's just been a complete change. In like myself and just a different feeling of like being present and being like alive and enjoying being alive. Like <laughs> y'all finna laugh at this. I hooked up with somebody one time and I shit you not should I even say this? I don't give a fuck. If you're a man and you listen to this podcast, this is your time to exit. OK, this is this is that point when I remind you, this is for the girlies and the gays and the thems and the they's, babes. So everybody else got to go. OK, so exit stage left, bitch. So I hooked up with this guy and this was like um a, little, a minute ago. But I hooked up with this guy, and, like, he'd known me, and I was super depressed, and then I was just, like, a happy bitch. So I was having a great time. And at one point, he looked me dead in my eyes, and he was like, you know I ain't shit, right? I say, girl, the sparkle that you see in my eye is not from you. It's because I'm happy to be alive. And that was actually true. It wasn't because of him. It was because I was happy to be alive. And it's funny because like I was thinking about that specific incident the other day and I was like, I was like, you know, I, I loved how I felt like when I was hooking up with him. But I can only imagine how much better that shit feels when you're actually like in love with the person and like they love you back and like it's a mutual, like you love each other. So I was like, I'm really not missing on much and that sparkle in my eye is about to be a bursting fucking flood of flames I, of like happy flames, beautiful flames, stardust is floating from my eyes when I'm actually like fucking somebody I love. But, um, but yeah, so they said that and I was like, trifling. What the hell? But I don't know, man, are just, girl, anyways. So, um, so yeah, like just being in a different place and being in a different mental state and like really working on myself has just like, helped a lot and but there's so much more that I can do and like and I don't see myself like as a project but I think there are I just want a good life right I just want a happy life I just want to be grateful for all of the things that I have and that I earn and I think you know I have to that's something I need to work on like I'm still new at this like I don't healing is not my whole identity it's not everything I'm about I'm a person I'm a human I'm gonna fuck up I'm gonna make mistakes I have to learn things and like and I think sometimes we replace like sometimes I feel like we replace our mental illnesses and all the things that bothered us and upset us with healing trying to heal every single portion of us and it's like if we're perfect then what how does that help anybody like I'm not trying to be perfect I'm just trying to be human and I'm just trying to live my best fucking life Um, the thing is also, I think when you start feeling ungrateful, you start like asking yourself, am I actually worth it? Like you start questioning your self-worth and, and it's funny how like, I, I didn't really expect to be talking about self-worth today, but it's kind of, she's, she's intruded. She's intruded. But this last week, like I knew from the jump last week that I wanted to talk about gratitude because I felt like I was really, I, I just wanted to talk about it because I wanted to kind of emotionally prepare myself to get to a place to be gracious and to find that space that I was talking about to enjoy the things that I have that are happening that I'm so grateful for. And somehow though, as the week went on, like I, I just found the concept of self-worth really like pushing itself into my life. Um, I posted that TikTok the other day where I said, I don't want to work. I just don't. Um, It's funny because I I just don't was not quoting the TikTok, but I, truthfully, I just don't want to work for somebody else. Oh my God, I don't want to do it. But, um, and I said that what I have to offer is a lot more than monetary value. That really ruffled some feathers because I had bitches and a couple of mans in the comments talking about, what do you bring to the table? And hmm, a couple of things. If somebody ever asks you what you bring to the table, stop talking to them. Whether it's a girl or a boy, I don't care. I don't care whether it's whoever it is. If somebody asks you to literally answer and list off what you bring to the table, cut them off. Because that to me is so fucking disrespectful. You want me to essentially tell you my value Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't get it. And a lot of the times the people who are telling you that I've never had, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never had a wealthy fine man ask me what the fuck I bring to the table. I've never had that. Never, never. Because you know why? Because one, they brought the table and they brought the cutlery and they brought the meal and they brought the wine and I showed up and I looked pretty and I was funny because they already saw my value before I even opened my fucking mouth like you I don't even know how to like describe this but I can tell you that's fucking disrespectful and and i just feel like anybody it's like that how those sam kevin samuelites are constantly like a high value woman this a high value man this meanwhile they don't have the fucking ability to look at themselves in the mirror and see that they are no value because i feel like a lot of people and a lot of men specifically think that being high value is being wealthy and all that stuff and a lot of it is not it's literally as indescribable as big dick energy. You know when a man has big dick energy and you know when he's giving small dick energy, when they're disrespectful, when they they like dog on people for no reason. Like you, I feel like a lot of people do not realize that the amount of confidence that they have in themselves reflects outward. That word projection, that word projection, when you come to me and you tell me, and you come to me and you tell me, oh, what do you bring to the table? Baby, I know what I bring to the table. I may not be able to tell you in words right now, but I know that I deserve the whole goddamn table. You asking me that? You opening, unhinging your jaw to straight up ask me what, my, like, what value I can bring to you at your table tells me that you don't know your answer you don't know your own answer. And furthermore, I would specifically never, ever answer that question. Cause if you don't see my value, I'm not for you. And like, I talked about this on my live at like in great detail and in better detail, but if you can't see somebody's value, they're not for you. And like, it's such a weird topic to talk about because sometimes if you're a clout chaser, right? You see somebody with a lot of Instagram followers. And you decide, oh, I'm going to befriend them. Or I want to date them. You, you, The value you've placed on them is their notoriety, is their popularity. That's the value you see in them. And a lot of these people who are asking, what's your value? That's really what they want you to tell them. They want you to tell them what you can do for them and that they don't have to give anything back. No. No not doing it. I'm not doing it, love. all Absolutely not doing it. If you told me to tell you, it's so funny because the truth of it is, if you told me to tell you what my value is, I think I would be so angry and so annoyed and so clouded by my irritation and absolute disgust of you, you little rat, that I would not even be able to come up with an answer. (laughs) I would not be able to come up with an answer. And like, even now, like I'm thinking about it and I'd have the answers in my head. This sounds so suspicious. I have the answers in my head, but I feel like to let that leave my mouth would be me searching for your validation to prove my value. I don't fucking like that. And let me tell you something else. As people, we have intrinsic value in our very existence, okay? But this podcast is for girls. It's for the girls and the gays and the thems and the days. And I feel like because of that, I need to elaborate and to explain more. So I'm not about to talk about my value. I'm going to talk about all of our values, okay? And the, and the brunt of it is your existence, there is intrinsic value in your existence, you're here. You made it here. You are the sum of all the parts that made you and tried to fucking eat you alive. And you're still here. And there's value in that. Like, <sighs> there's not a, oh my God. If you really want to trigger me, to say that. I, that's my kryptonite, bitch. Cause I'll go the fuck off. Like I'm about to go off right now. There is intrinsic value in you just being here and you just being alive and living life because nobody's life is without struggle. Like everybody goes through stuff. They go through trauma and all the trauma that you survived, the fact that you are here, there is like value in that. There's worth in that. And like for somebody to like, really what they want is for you to be like, I've been through this and that made me stronger. I've been through this and that made me stronger. And it's like, no, that information is really not for anybody to know. This is not a bartering chip. Like this is not a bartering situation. Like we're not fucking trading berries and leaves for your affection. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I think that's why that bothers me so much because I feel like actually it's such a shallow question, and like, and I was I was talking about it in like a shallow way because I was talking about men and their value, and um, I said that most men's value is in their money, and it is, and if you can find a man a man with money and personality. Jesus Christ, good job. Really, good job. And that's why I think I would be finding men with money in person and it'd it be hard for me to let them go. <laughs> it's so hard for me to get over them because it's so hard to come by. Like, it's true. A lot of people, like a lot of men specifically, they, they actually don't know their worth. So they put a lot of their self-worth in making a lot of money. And then they're surprised when they still can't get no pussy. And they still are miserable. And it's like, cause vibes. You never developed a personality. You never developed coping mechanisms. You put all of your self-worth into something that is so fickle. That if Elon Musk sends out a shady, saucy tweet, your worth goes down by so much. You put your entire celestial being into that. What the fuck? Stressed. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite literally stressed. Like, and like that question is like that question is an avalanche of triggers for me. Like, I even fit a lie because I'm like, holy shit, you. I so I caught that, and I was like, and you know, I made my little response to whatever. But I'm like, no, I would never fucking answer that. If you want me what you want me you want what do you want my answer to be that I have like four million dollars and like I don't but I could lie. I could get on scissors internet and lie. But like you want me to say that? You want me to tell you what I have to what I bring to the table? You want me to tell you all my struggles and all my pains and why that's made me a stronger person? I'm not doing that shit. That is for some, like, bro, I, like, it's so funny. Cause like I post on TikTok and like I make people laugh and I talk about these emotional things. You can't scroll through my TikTok and see my value in that. That's kind of crazy. And that just shows me that you're not actually looking to understand my value. You have nothing to offer. And therefore you are trying to make me feel bad about not being, not begging for your attention and your affection. And let me tell you something, you can't do that. You can't do it because I, yeah, I had a hard time gaining my confidence, but I have that bitch now. I ain't never fucking, fucking letting her go. She's never going. I'm holding her hostage. So like, (laughs) like, it's really so annoying to me and just something that I was just like, wow, that's crazy. But anyways, kind of shifting away from that, um, I did kind of I do want to talk about how I kind of gained some of my confidence cuz somebody asked um if I had any advice for shy girls. Oh. And I can't say that I was ever a shy girl, but I knew that my anxiety and my depression really had me shook and in a chokehold at a point in my life. And um and I was at a point like where I was so sad like I really I don't know, I couldn't see my life going any farther than the point I was at if you catch my drift. But um But I was super depressed and I was in a really, really bad space. And like, it was that time when I couldn't open my mouth without just weeping and everybody could see my sadness and I couldn't hide it. And it, my, my inability to just be alive and enjoy anything was just non-existent. And one of my friends, like she was going through a lot of the same stuff and she was like, she was like, I think we just have to fake it. She was like, we have to fake it till we make it. She was like, we have to fake it. And we have to talk to ourselves in the mirror and we have to do our affirmations and we have to tell ourselves that we're going to be fine. And maybe one day we will be fine. And I did that. And it, and I think that was like, well, I think that was the first stepping stone for me. So like, and I, I literally remember the exact moment I was sitting in, I was standing in my bathroom and I had like this mirror in my bathroom and I was looking at myself in the face and I was like, I like you. Like, I had to lie. That was the lie that I told myself was that I liked myself. I looked at myself. I was like, I like you. <laughs> and I was like, I like you. And I kept saying it. And I think I said it until, like, I was, like, very weepy and, like, emotional. Because I was like, I don't like you, bitch. I hate you. You're ugly. You're this. You're that. But that was one of the first steps I took towards really shutting the fuck up that negative self-talk that I had in my head. And I feel like the one of the biggest pieces of the battle is just, like, is shutting the negative self-talk up. Because the thing is, it's not really you who's saying that. It is the voice of somebody who hurt you one time and your brain imprinted on it and just could never let go of it. That is not your voice. It's the voice of something else. Because you, like, you want to love yourself. You wouldn't be standing in the mirror talking to yourself, asking these questions. How do I get out of this? How that you that's Googling how to like cure depression, that's Googling medications for these things. That's the you. That's really you. That you wants you to be better the negative self-talk is not you. It's something else. It's somebody else. It's someone else who should have kept their fucking mouth shut the moment they met you. And they've put themselves in your head and they've lived there for a long time. So for a while, I really had to shut that negative self-talk up. I had to shut her the fuck up. And once I really got her to be a little bit more quiet, that's when I started kind of directing that energy outward and, Now it's gotten to the point like where if people are shady towards me or negative or whatever, look, I don't want to hear it. I don't know where this emotion is coming from, but you're not about to penetrate my energy right now. Okay. I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling good. You can take that negative shit elsewhere. Like, and especially if it's about me, no, like fuck off. What the fuck? So like our mental is very, it's very fragile and we have to like treat it like a, a, a fucking NICU baby like a tender little premature child and we just have to like ease into the healing until like we can raise it up and and make until she's strong like that's really what it is and I think therapy helped a lot and my therapist had me doing some like you know self-validation techniques and like some affirmations and I think that helped a whole fucking lot um and then discovering boundaries helped a lot. And the thing is, like all of that may not sound like it helps with shyness, but I think what it does is it help you get confidence and it makes you focused on yourself. And once you start focusing on yourself, you really stop thinking that other people are focusing on you. Like I still have these moments where like it's weird because like I don't know if y'all ever like deal with cameras at all, but like when you're if you have a zoom on your camera, like it'll like focus in real deep and then you push it out. Like it's a trippy effect. Like it's a very trippy thing to look at. And I have these moments where like my brain does that and my brain goes from focusing in on me to focusing on everything else around me and then I start having a panic attack because I think everybody's looking at me and then I start thinking that people can hear my fucking bones creaking and then I start thinking that people can hear my gut rumbling like what the fuck and they can't but my brain is just like hypersensitive and hyper aware that there are other people around and I literally have to look at myself in the mirror and be like bitch get a grip like grab yourself together and get a fucking grip so I think, like, I still have those moments, but realizing that I'm living in my own world. It's my reality. Everybody else is living in their own world and in their reality. And to be honest, if you're out in public and somebody is judging you, they need to mind a goddamn business. Unless you're intruding on their physical space, nobody has any real reason to be, like, judging you in public. Like, at all. Like, I will say, like, there are moments where, like, I'm I'm present and, like, I'm I'm present, but I'm paying attention to other people's space. And I can confidently tell you that's like when there's like a kid around because I'm very nurturing and I'm protective in that way. Like the two things that comes up in my head are like when there's a child around or when um I'm at the gym and I see somebody who does not look like they can bench as much as they're benching. So, you know, I just keep a slight eye. Like I'm not watching them, but like, I just like, you know, look over every once in a while to make sure they're not like dying. And there's been a couple moments when I, I've been doing that and that fucking bar hits the chest and they're like, <laughs> and you know, I have to go do what I gotta do. But I think when you leave your house, it's a really good thing to practice to think this is my reality. I'm living in it it's my world and I'm the main character and like don't take that main character shit too far but I think like if you're shy or if you're anxious you are your main character and you're the you're the best version of your main character leave the house thinking that this is my legally blonde movie fuck everybody like, truthfully, and I think having that mindset helped me a lot. Because now when I go out in public, I don't give a shit. I got things to do. I don't care if you're looking at me. I don't care if you're not minding your business. I'm minding mine, and that's what really... And it doesn't... It just doesn't affect me as much. And I think that's helped my confidence a lot. And like, you I went to a party the other day and I gave a boy my fucking number and I literally said, "Um, you're cute, you should text me. Did you text me? No. Does that hurt? No, it doesn't. Because guess what? That's not the person for me. Like, I was, bitch, okay, I know I was like ranting and raving about the tarot card bitches, but this girl came on my timeline. She, the first words out of her mouth were rejection is protection. And it's true. Rejection is fucking protection. I think about, like, oh, my God, like, all the things that I I get so upset about that they didn't happen and that I feel so, you know, that can feel like failure. Vibes, it's never failure. It's an avoidance of a road you didn't have to take. It's an avoidance of a pain you didn't have to feel. And, like, especially, like, we're going to go back to the boys. When boys reject us and they hurt our fucking feelings. Yeah, swatting away them like flies. When boys reject us and they hurt our feelings and we're down and out. We didn't even date, bitch. We didn't even date. I'm trying to get over somebody I didn't date. Imagine if you did date. Imagine if that little little nibble of emotional um, manipulation that you felt in the talking stage that literally has you so fucked up right now. Imagine if you dated. call the police, like truthfully. So a lot of the times, like, and almost every situation chip talking phase, whatever, that I've been so upset about, when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, bitch, you dodged a motherfudging bullet. You really did. And even now, you know, this last year, this stuff with this book, that felt like such a huge failure. I am not even worried about it anymore at this point because I just think that the future just holds so much more. I was selling myself short and now I know my value. I see what I'm worth. I see what I'm capable of and that's for me to know and for me to present to the world how I want to fucking present it and not to answer anybody's shady, shitty little question talking about what do you bring to the fucking table, bitch, I'm the chateau that the table was brought into. What the fuck do you mean? And also, I just feel like at the lowest level, it's just a dumb question. If I am not working, hint, if I am stay at home, what do you think I'm doing? Like literally, at the most basic level, can you not answer that? I saw a TikTok a while ago and this this guy, he's a surgeon and he's married to this woman and she's a stay-at-home mom. And people kept like saying she was like, she was feeding off of him. She was this, she was that. And he, they sat down together and in a very serious way, he was like, I got through med school. I opened my practice only because she was able to give me stability and to literally everything that I couldn't do that when I left the house at five in the morning and I came home at 12 in the morning and I crashed, she took care of everything in between. Domestic engineer. She, she took care of everything. Like going back to it, a lot of people think that money is everything. And you know, I was having a conversation with somebody and they told me that they felt sorry for me because, um, Because I want to marry a wealthy man. And, okay. (laughs) Because they feel like there is value in the struggle. First of all, as a black woman whose ancestors have struggled enough for me and the rest of my fucking bloodline until this planet explodes to oblivion, bitch. no, 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 (laughs) no, no. Wow. They said they felt sorry for me because I didn't see the value in the struggle. And also people like don't know my life story, I've struggled enough. But anyways, they said that I didn't see the value of a struggle, which is not true. But also a lot of people feel that marrying somebody wealthy has a lot to do with material goods. You want a Louis bag, you want this, you want that. It's really not. I think a lot of it is also, yeah, it's not like we're just looking for the wealth aspect. Obviously you're going to be with somebody who respects you, who loves you, who's kind, who has other things that you value. But the thing that really makes that wealth aspect important is that you want stability, what's so bad about having fucking stability and what's so bad about being comfortable and not having to really think about money money is one of the most stressful things on the face of the fucking planet why the fuck do I want to think about that every day truthfully why do I want to think about that every day but um but that just reminded me of house of gucci because like I watched that and I got irritated for a multitude of reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is that I genuinely believe that as a woman, you should never build a man. You should never build a man. No matter how much fucking potential you see in him, you should never, ever, 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 ever build him up. I really believe that. I really believe that. It is so rare to find a man that who is built up by a woman who did not see his full potential until a woman came in the picture and still values that woman until, and like, who still values that woman. Like, what the fuck is it? What is it? Because I see it a lot. Like, you make a guy better and then he just brings it on to the next bitch. You're building him up for the next woman, essentially. Like, I don't know if it's because these niggas is ungrateful or what, but, like, it literally drives me nuts. And I was watching that movie, and that really pissed me off. And the thing is, like, I feel like there's layers to it, because I feel like if Miss Patricia did not marry for love, because that's the thing, she married for love and ambition, that's a double bullet, bitch. Goddamn. Pick one. So she married for love and ambition and then you mix in the fact that he was so ungrateful to her like that he started hating her he started resenting her for her greediness okay this was just a shit stew of stuff to be honest he started resenting her for her own greediness yeah no wonder she killed him Like, are we really surprised? And I'm not saying it's his fault to get killed. I'm saying, like, they both were a shit stew of a murder plot waiting to happen. Like, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, no, I don't think you should ever build a man. If he's really that great of a guy and you see that much potential in him, leave him alone leave him alone and later on he'll come back when it's time for him to be where he needs to be he'll come back because i feel like a lot of the time when you build a man up when you help them a lot they end up presenting you because i feel like when people are pushed by somebody else to be their best selves they take it for granted when they put that work in and they they're the ones who encouraged themselves who made themselves work hard they value it a lot more. They value their wealth a lot more. They value their personality a lot more. They value all of those things a lot more than if they are pushed by somebody. And I I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that men have such an issue seeing women as people. They have a hard time seeing the duality of a woman, which is you know, the nurturing, and then the sexual, and, like, it's, like, the whore and the Madonna, and, like, I'm watching this movie, and I'm, like, she's still sexy, but, like, he's no longer attracted to her, because everything she said, she was right, and even she's fucking sexy, she's walking around in black lingerie, she's looking fine as hell, and she's warning him that, like, the lawyer is a snake, and he, he can't look past the fact that you have too much control, you you're too influential he's what's essentially happened is he's seen her as his mother because she basically raised him and it's funny because in the movie his mom's dead it's not funny i didn't mean that it was funny funny i meant like it's not surprising he has mommy issues so when he was probably like very much attracted to her you know her maternal her nurturing side but when it became the you know, you push people because you want to see them do better. That's when he started having a problem with it. And I think a lot of men are actually like that. So anyways, don't help men. That's the point of that part. Don't help them. Let them build themselves up. I seriously let them build themselves up, let them work hard for it. And then, you know, if they earn it, be a place of peace. If not, give them hell. That's my advice for today. I don't know. I think it's funny that the theme of gratitude did string out throughout this entire episode, because I feel like that is one of the things that makes life worthwhile. It really is. Um, When I think too much about life, and this might, this next statement might be triggering if you're an existentialist, or you have issues having existential crisis. But I think one of the hard facts that I had to come to grips with was that life essentially is pointless um we don't know what's going on we're on a rock we're floating little babies floating through a horton here's a who moment and it is up to us every day to give it meaning to give it value to make it worthwhile and that's a lot of pressure and i think when you succumb to sadness When you succumb to the pointlessness of it all, you fall into an abyss because you start seeing that awful truth and it's easy to just accept that truth and not accept the other very real truth that if you fill life up with things, with good things, with good things that you can't touch, you make it worth it. You really make it worth it. Like, like, really, like, I think every day you wake up and you have to put a purpose to your existence. And that's what makes it worthwhile. I feel like in our life, no matter how much people validate the bad place you're in, it's like that saying you shouldn't grieve the relationship for longer than you were in the relationship. Like if a relationship was like, I don't know, a year, you should only grieve it for like three months. And I think that's fair because I think at some point you have to put your own foot down despite your own feelings. And that you, that you that wants to be better, not the negative voice you, the you that wants to be better and live fulfilled and have a good life and enjoy life. That you needs to put their foot down and say enough is enough my feelings are hurt. I'm hurt, but we're moving on. We're going on. And like, and I know that like mental health is like a whole different beast. And sometimes it's not that easy. And, but I think for some of us, it is that easy. And if you're one of those people who it is that easy, I think you should definitely take the steps to do that and be very grateful for that, that it's not, it's not so intrusive and so deep that it requires 10 times the effort. So, yeah, um, I want this podcast to be like a place of encouragement to really help give solutions to some of the problems that we have um, and the problems that I have, because I am very solution based and I have those moments where I'm like, Whoa is me. And I be I'll be woeing it, and it is me and I really do. But um, but I think, you know, I want this to be a good place. I want this to be a safe space for everyone but men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you are, yep, we're at the end. You know how it starts. If you are, if you're listening on Apple podcast, please take a moment to leave a review and a comment. Um, It would greatly be appreciated and I would love you forever. Oh my God, bro. My insides are giving me a run for my fucking money Jesus Christ gonna do that again if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a minute to leave a review and a rating that would really help and I would super duper fucking appreciate it and if you are listening on Spotify please make sure to hit that follow button if you're watching on YouTube make sure you subscribe leave a comment and a like and I will probably say hi um, I really love reading my YouTube comments Because there's not a lot of them So I can read them all And follow me on TikTok At D-P-H-I-L-E And on Instagram At Vine V-I-N-E Philo P-H-I-L-O And on Twitter If you want to see me thirst and be sad That's like my sad outlet Not even gonna lie um, On Twitter at word-s W-O-R-D-E-S Um, Thank you for spending this hour with me. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope that your week is full of optimism and joy and support and love and I hope that you... I've fulfilled this week. I hope that you enjoy the little things in life. And I hope that the big things don't stress you out. I hope that you have peace and you have calm and you are surrounded by warmth and love and validation. And let me reiterate this again. You do not have to tell anybody what your value is. There is value in you just surviving and being here with the rest of us. And if somebody asks you what the fuck you bring to the table, punch them in the throat. Okay? That's where I'm leaving this convo at today. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Bye